Two in is back. Let's go. Two in, let's go. Sergio, we got a big week ahead of us, don't we? Uh, big week. Big news week. Okay, well, before before you kick us off with the news like you normally do, I have an important piece of news for everyone, if if, if you don't mind. If, if oh, I no, could just not at all. get us started here, okay? Um, I thought you were going to say, if you, if you could be serious for a minute. Uh, hey, I'm always serious. But but this is this is dead serious, okay? Um, I like to announce here that the Tokyo Sports Selection Committee has announced IWGP Heavyweight Champion Kazuchika Okada as its MVP for 2019. Oh, so yeah, yes, thank you, thank right. you. His he he also he also got a match of the year for his uh, championship defense against Sonata. Uh, so, um. You know that's uh, this is this is this is big. I don't know what else you're going to have here for us, but I'm sure this is uh, bigger than that. Uh, so I, I just wanted to get that like out of the way right away um, and blow all your stuff out of the water. Um, and now that we've done that, uh, we can move on. Unless you'd like to comment on um, the new MVP. Uh, in- so was that was that just J- Japan Japanese wrestling, or is that everybody? Um. I well, you know, it's Tokyo sports, so I assume it's okay. just, you know, in Japan sports. They might all cover right. other things. I don't have a subscription to Tokyo sports, uh, so I don't know what, what all they cover, and I don't know if that means he's the MVP of all sports in the world, you know, like baseball and everything, or if it's just, or if they have their own, they probably have their own MVP categories for each individual sport too. But um, in any case, I think it's kind of cool. Can you imagine, like, if uh. You know, like the New York Times had like a, you know, <laughs> the MVP of WWE and be like Roman Reigns or something. <laughs> and you just open a legit newspaper and they have that shit in there. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I guess, but I guess Japan, they take their wrestling a little bit more seriously. So, yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah. Well, when you take it seriously, good things happen. So, oh, yeah. uh, but anyway, all joking aside that, you know, though, that was just a. Something I read today, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but we got some, we got some real legit news, I guess, right? So I'll let you uh, get us started with that. All right, so we got uh, some WWE releases this week. They released uh, Luke Harper, The Ascension, and Scene Cara. Mm. What do you think, man? Um, well, let's face it, they didn't want to use these guys, so yeah. this is this is a good thing for the WWE. And it's probably a good thing for these guys. I mean, they probably made quite a bit of money uh, while they were there. And now they can go actually, uh, you know, have a wrestling career if they want for much less money. Um, But maybe they'll be more creatively fulfilled. So let's talk about each one of these. Um, We've already talked about Sin Cara, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's there's not much else to say there. He can't even use he can't use a Sin Cara name. I don't think, right? No, that they own that. They could, like I said, if they really cared about the character of Sin Cara, they could just slap a new, you know, slap the the gimmick on somebody else. If they really want. Oh to. yeah. So I think it's safe. <laughs> give it to Humberto Carrillo for all we care. Yes, yeah, it's probably safe to say Sin Cara is probably going back to Mexico. Uh, was he ever there? I thought this guy was like an American wrestler. <laughs> Oh really? Oh, I didn't do my research. I think I think the the current one, but anyway, we we 
we've been all over that. We don't we don't need to retread that. Let's talk about some of the guys that we didn't talk about as much. Uh, Luke Harper, we were responsible for getting him back, and we thought maybe they were going to use him more, but you know, turns out no, they just need him for a little bit. You know, at least he got a at least he got a pay per view check for Hell in the Cell. You know, before he got shipped off. True. Um, he's of all the guys of of all those guys, he's probably the one that can do the best outside of WWE. So um, where, where would you see Luke Harper? Uh, what promotion do you see him going to? And if it's a different promotion, um, what promotion do you think uh, would be the best fit for him? Uh, you know, honestly, I think uh, him and the Ascension, uh, especially the Ascension, uh, if, if you saw how I'm sure you did, or, or maybe not, did you watch their stuff uh, before they debuted on uh, WWE? The Ascension? Yeah, like okay, NXT. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah they're 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 a super fucking over, uh, and they're a good tag team, and I can see all three of those guys doing big things, probably in AEW to be honest. Okay. Um... I can even see them as a package, like together, like they all kind of have that just that weird thing going on, whatever. But that's where, that's where I want to see them go, all three of them, personally. I I saw something where Booker T said that, uh, you know, Luke Harper would be really good in New Japan. Oh, uh, yeah, I can see that, I guess. But, you know, uh, but then I'm biased because the only other thing I really watch is AEW. I mean, I do follow the rest of the promotions, but I don't necessarily really watch them. So, as much. Well, uh, any... so I, 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 yeah. Anybody that gets those guys, it's a good get. Um, so now we, you know, we know a Victor from the Ascension, you know, because he was with us when we were at OVW. Um, he's a great guy. Um, you know, I've been on both sides of the ring. I've been with him. I've been against him. Um, he's just one of those. He's like one of those guys, like, you know, the Canadian guys, uh, they just have this certain... Um, everything they do is like they, you know, they lay their shit in. Everything looks good, you know. Um, he he's safe to work with. Like there's, you know, I trusted him every second I was in there. Uh, he's just, but he's just a, like a really cool guy. Like outside of the ring, he's one of the guys I wish I had kept in um, better touch with. You know, um, yeah. After leaving, because if you try to like, you know, when you when you get regretful, I don't know about you, but like uh, when when um, you know, you, when you sort of regret not keeping in touch with your friends or, or the people that you got along with, uh, then if they have some sort of success, it would make it seem like if you wanted, if you, if you wanted to like reach out to them and make, you know, make it seem like you wanted something from them, you know? So then, oh, you're yeah, in, yeah. then you're in that spot where you're like, well, this, this is a, this is a person I would like to have a relationship with, but I don't want them to think that I'm trying to like, get something from them or that I want something from them. So you, then you're, you kind of can't really. Um, but he, but he was a good guy. I never met the other guy, uh, Connor, you know, I think he was on one of the tough enoughs, right. Or something like that. Or he was on one of the NXT when NXT was like a game show or something. He was like a, uh, he was doing the rat gimmick where he looked like a yeah. rat as a kid. And I, I was actually a big fan of that gimmick. Yeah. Well, you know, he wasn't much, he wasn't much then, but you know, with the Ascension, they found like a really cool gimmick. The WWE really dropped the ball on it, you know, because they tell these guys to make they 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 make their debut, 
And these, you know, these guys are handed a scripted promo, right? Where they're, they're supposed to talk about how they're the best tag team. They're better than all these other tag teams. And then, you know, so then, so then I think, I really think they have a heat internally in the company for saying that scripted promo that they were handed. Like it was their idea to say they were better than the road warriors or something. You know I mean? That's, that's how fucked up the WWE is where they can make you say something. And then all of a sudden everybody else thinks that it was your idea, you know? Yeah. That's pro wrestling for you. Yeah. So, um, but you know, wherever those guys land, it's going to be it, assuming they stay together. Uh, cause they might not. Um, yeah, we don't know what their plans are. I do hope that uh, Richter and Connor stay together. I think they're a solid team. I, I don't think we've seen anything that they're capable of uh, mm-hmm. on on national TV, anyways. Even and Luke Harper as well. Uh, I do know they all have uh, th- uh, three month non complete clauses, clauses, so they can't debut anywhere until I believe uh, March. March, yes. And the next uh, AEW pay per view, I think, is in February. So uh, yeah, should be interesting, man. All right. Well, um, good luck to all those guys. Um, they won't need much luck because, you know, they'll they'll be able to uh, take care of themselves. They've all been doing this a long time, so they'll be fine. Yeah, most definitely. All right. In other news, we got uh, a couple of uh, wellness policy violations, which haven't, we haven't seen that in so long. I thought they weren't even testing anymore. But uh, Bobby Roode and Primo Cologne. Uh, failed drug tests this week. They both have 30-day suspensions. Now, the website didn't specify what they tested for, so, you know, your guess is as good as mine, but, uh, yeah, nonetheless, man, they're, uh, they're going to be suspended for a month. Well, I don't know anything about these guys, um, you know, recreational life, so my guess isn't good, uh, so I won't make one, but, um, you know, I will say that uh, for a 40-year-old guy, uh, Bobby Roode looks pretty fantastic. So, <laughs> yeah, I now, now, uh, I can't say the same for Primo. Like, no one's going to accuse him of those kind of things. So, it might be a different, might be a different recreationally used uh, substance that he might have got popped for. But it's weird, too. Like, you know, like you said, it's been so long. Uh, why even bother? Yeah. Yeah, so Primo's been spending most of his time in uh, in Puerto Rico working for his dad's promotion. So I'm thinking, like, when was he even at a WWE arena? I don't even remember the last time we saw those guys. But, uh, but yeah, Rude, now, and now, today, you can pretty much get a prescription for anything, any type of steroid for the most part, because they all have their own health benefits. So I wonder how the... Uh, the wellness policy works, you know, are you allowed to take something if you have a prescription for it? Um, I know they used to be really strict back in the day. Like you had to be careful with like, you couldn't even take a certain like fat burner. Like you had to be careful with, you know, specific ingredients. I'm assuming it's, they've got to be a little bit more lenient today, considering all the physiques have gotten much better. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. And also there was like back in the day, um, it was, they, they, you couldn't just get any shady doctor to give you a prescription. It had to be like a company approved doctor or something like that. So, okay. Hmm. But, yeah. I don't, I don't really have much to comment on that. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, it's, it's all speculation at this point. So we don't have any inside info on it, uh, nor would we necessarily 
uh, divulge it if we did. So, yeah. All right, man. So we got some uh, some big some big cast Twitter controversy. Did you say that you didn't hear about this yet? I did not hear about big cast. So um, his tweet because I followed big cast. His tweet popped up and said it's all a work, you morons. And I had no idea what he was talking about, so I did some investigating. So apparently, um, he sent a tweet that said, "Hey, at Janella, baby," which is Joey Janella, obviously. Say oh. mo- say say one more word about me, and your life will end. Real talk. Hashtag How you doing? And then uh, that was deleted. And afterwards, he said, "It's all the work, you morons." And then Joey Janella responds, "Only person you're working is yourself," with a clown emoji. And then Janella said, don't come at me with threats and try to cover up your tracks. I would never, ever work with you. I gave you the benefit of the doubt and wished you well, but it turns out you're just a moron. So it looks like a big cast is kind of shooting himself in the foot again, man. So why didn't Janella just block him, you know, like he does everybody else? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he blocked you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame, man, because, uh, dude, I still think Enzo and big cast, man, they... They could have been huge draws still. There's another couple guys that they just, you know, got let go before their before their prime, you know. But now they've they've done so much, so much outside negative stuff. Like I I can't see them getting a job anywhere. Last time I heard them, they were on uh, Talk Is Jericho. They sound like they were doing better, but you know, better than what? Rock bottom. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, you can't just. You can't just do whatever you want and expect uh, not to have to pay the consequences. So that's that's just a lesson for all these people out here in 2019. It may feel good to do whatever you want now, uh, but eventually you're going to have to pay for it. So especially in a, especially in a business that's so predicated on, uh, you know, being able to be reliable and trustworthy. I mean, I know that there's a lot of untrustworthy people, but you know, just in the sense of Hey, are you gonna show? Are you gonna show up at a building you know that you're scheduled to be at and not be whacked out on drugs, or you know, are you gonna yeah. get in the ring and not drop somebody on their head? You know, not that they've ever done that, but um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just you know they 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 were they had so much potential and they kind of they kind of blew it. It's not, and it, and the WWE was a great platform for them to do it. Uh, to 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 um to be as over as they were, and the people were really into it, but I just don't see them, you know, on like some smaller stage. Like they wanted to do something with the Ring of Honor, I guess, you know. And uh, um, I just don't I just don't see that being like it's not going to be the same, you know. Like all of a sudden, we're not going to get three million people watching Ring of Honor uh, just because they're on there. Uh, a lot of times, yeah. a lot of times fans give you the benefit of the doubt. Like if you're in the WWE, you know, the fans like you and you're over and uh, you leave the WWE and they do not follow you. Like they will not go where you're at because they're just WWE fans and they don't really care about, you know, they don't really care about you beyond what's already on their television screens. So, yeah, those guys are yeah. probably done, but I, you know, it's too bad. Yeah. Really bad. All right, so some more uh, some more Twitter news here. We got Jordan Miles quitting pro wrestling. Who? Let me. Who? Uh, oops. oops. ACH. 
Hey, don't forget the super bitch. <laughs> so he sent out a tweet four days ago saying, I hate pro wrestling. I hate you shitty fans that think you know it all. More importantly, I hate the snakes in the industry. None of y'all, I hate that word, would never say anything about me to me. And all and and or all of y'all can go screw yourselves. I'm canceling my shows and I'm quitting pro wrestling. Uh, since then, he's you know had a few more similar tweets, but uh, Shad Gaspard, formerly one half of Crime Time, uh, responded with a tweet of his own by saying, "Let's see here, let me pull it up." <laughs> uh, if all you can do is badmouth and talk down people in the business after people have gone out of their way to understand and help you, then fuck off. Talent gets you so far in life, but it's obvious your character is one of an attention-seeking... So it's been a... What do you call it? Censored. I guess asshole or something. Mm -hmm. Who wants sympathy while burning others. Grow up and understand the world doesn't revolve around you. This business, as well as life, doesn't cater to one individual. So either suck it up and do something... Or shut the fuck up, because this bipolar crying shit is getting old. And then, uh, <laughs> did you see ACH's response? Yes. He did a hash- hashtag new profile pic. It was a picture of Shad Gasboard. And uh, over his mouth had the uh, Jordan Miles t-shirt symbol, which was yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Well, that's funny. That first tweet that you read uh, sounds like something I would have tweeted uh, back in 2009 when I quit. Um, but uh, no, it wasn't me. It was actually ACH. Uh, was and and um, wasn't there some more about um, God? What was it? Ah, I forget now. I thought I thought there was I thought there was something else to it like like somebody else got into it with him or something. Oh really? Uh, I only saw uh, Shad Gaspard. Right. Um. Well, Shad yeah. Shad Shad Gaspard is another one of those you know um, another one of my old uh, OVW buddies. Nice guy. Like he's a he's like a cool guy, nice guy. Um, but it's. Yeah, <laughs> It's so funny just to think of him like trying to tell somebody else how to act because he's gotten, you know, he's gotten in more trouble for running his mouth than uh, probably anybody else that was in developmental throughout, you know, and and the WWE throughout that time. You know, poor JTG having to be saddled with that. Um, So that's kind of a kettle calling a kettle a kettle. But Uh, I forgot about that. Didn't he like get beef with John Cena or something? He got beef with everybody. You know, there's just uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of great stories about Shad. Some of which can be heard in uh, JTG's book. Um, why did I write this book? And why did I write this book too? Um, now available on yeah. Amazon. Um, but uh, yeah, so <clears throat> I don't know. I don't believe ACH when he says he's quitting wrestling because, like, at this at this point, like, what else is he gonna do? Was he just gonna go like? work at Best Buy or something. There's just no, you're a wrestler now. I'm sorry. You just are. So you're going to have to, the more you say, uh, you know, uh, on social media or whatever, you know, um, the more you're going to have to like, you know, you're, the more you're going to have to like, uh, 
suck it up and swallow now, you know, when you go back to work at places. So unless it's like what you said, where it's all just a, you know, it's all just a gimmick that he's trying out. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, what better way to to uh, do a gimmick than that's that's the best way to work everybody, you know, make it real like that. Yeah, but um, we'll see. Uh, now, he was supposed to go back to MLW, and this past MLW uh, episode that, that played on YouTube, they were still advertising his return. So uh, we'll see if, you know, we'll see if he shows up on there. Um, I know he was at the tapings, so, you know, we'll see, but, you know, we can, we can, uh, we can see what we, what we gather from his appearance once, uh, once that airs, I don't know when that's going to be some, some, at some point over the coming weeks, there's got to have at least one episode with him on it. So huh. what, 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 what do you think about all this? Uh, man, it's just 2019 and. Twitter and social media and everything's out there. And, you know, uh, I think it's just kind of close to the territory. You know, it's kind of hard to, to, to stay clean, you know, to, to, to keep it clean. You know, not everyone can be a, a John Cena or a Roman Reigns, you know. It's like some guys just, you know, kind of, you know, don't know how to play the, play the game. And, it's, you know, they're, they become, you know, ACH, you know. Right. But, and it's another another funny thing is uh you know where where Shad says like you know this this bipolar crying shit is getting old. It's like well that's kind of how it works, right? Like you you don't always feel the same. One day you feel like you want to tweet everything, and another day you'd be like, why did I do that? But that's the whole point. If you could if you could uh, make the distinction, then you wouldn't have mental health issues in the first place. Yeah. So it's not it's and not that it's that easy to say. And he does. I notice ACH does does retweet and does respond to a lot of the uh, Twitter trolls. Uh, Twitter trolls. Mm-hmm. So, so you know it's getting to him. You know he's reading it. And he's getting pissed off. And as would I, I'd, I'd probably get pissed off too. Uh, you know, you know, keyboard warriors and all that stuff. So you know, you, you can tell it's getting to him and whatnot. But yeah. You know. Well, you know, everybody loves us, so we don't have any Twitter trolls, so we don't have to deal with these kind of things. Sure. You know, obviously we're just the the greatest guys, so. You know, we can't relate, but, uh, you know, if someone ever did want to hate tweet me or something, I'd probably just like the tweet, you know, because what else are you going to do? What, 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 why would I respond with something? You want me to respond. You want me to try to bear you. You want to feel good about trying to take a shot at me, you know? So you, of course you want respond. That's the thing that, you know, like CM Punk told Seth Rollins, just stop tweeting, you know? Because these guys, like, you shouldn't give this guy with 15 followers a, a a retweet where you you even acknowledge that they exist. That doesn't, you know, that's what that's exactly what they want, and then they got it. So somebody tried to troll me a few years ago. I, I don't remember if it was Instagram, but I don't know. I don't remember what it was. But somebody referred to me, and I, and I actually thought it was kind of funny. Somebody referred to me as the Rock's fat cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, that doesn't make yeah, that's I mean <laughs> this is ridiculous. Right. Everybody knows your Batista's fat cousin. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, as far as the news, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? Oh no, I I I'm 
I'm all tapped out with the MVP story, you know, so I don't have anything else. But uh, yeah. I guess, you know, at this point, we can just go ahead and uh, take a little break. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about the wrestling aspect of the wrestling business and how everybody did everything wrong. Or, you know, maybe a few little things they did right. So we'll be right back. I'm just going to the star, to the star. I'm just going to the star. You might not see me anymore, anymore. All right, so we'll start as usual with AEW Dynamite. Um, any uh, before before I get into the uh, the little details here, Sergio, did you have anything um, that you want to say about this episode and overall uh, feeling synopsis? Anything? Uh, no, nothing really. Um, AEW is probably my favorite show right now. I would say, Jesus. but uh, nothing in particular about that show that I can think of at the moment. Okay, good, because I got a few. Uh, So, you know, one of the things I've noticed that they've been doing ever since they got Justin Roberts is that he does these, like, uh, certain special announcements. Now, some of that is built into the gimmick, like, you know, when he says that Private Party weighs 24 ounces of vodka cranberry or some stupid shit like that. Like, I know that's not necessarily his idea, but I noticed that when when certain guys come out, like... um, like Sammy Guevara or or Dustin Rhodes, he'll say something like, you know, they call him the Spanish God, or, you know, they call him the natural. Do you, does that sound stupid to you, or is that just me? Oh, uh, no, what, what would be better? Just instead, the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara, instead of yes. they call him? Yes. What, what do they used to say? Self-proclaimed? I mean, you could say that, uh, but yeah. I wouldn't, you know, that, that, that was kind of to kind of to try to like, uh, it's like leading the audience. It's like, Hey, this guy's a heel, you know, self-proclaimed. You what know, about, what kind of, about, what about the man they call sting? The man <laughs> called sting. I mean, I guess no, if that's no, the no, one, no, the man they call sting that they used to be, they used to be his thing, wasn't it? No, it it was a man called Sting. That was literally like a theme song he had. Oh, all right. <laughs> like I thought, I thought that's how they, okay, I thought that's how they introduced him. No. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not the man they call Sting. I don't think it's the man they call Sting. We could, maybe you guys can look that up and uh, and let us know. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it's it's a man called Sting or the man called Sting, or yeah. uh, you know they they also had a. Yeah, but they never. But they didn't say they call him Sting. You know, I'm pretty sure they didn't say that. So I just think it's weird that he says that because it's because. And the the reason I bring that up is because that's been annoying to me since day one. But on this episode, finally, you know, when Sammy Guevara comes out, he says they call him the Spanish God, and Jr. is like, "Who's they?" (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not the only one that's noticing. Like, you know, they're noticing it on the air live. Um, So. For us, so th- this was like, wasn't this the match that was, uh, what was it? It was Dustin, the six man tag. It was like Dustin and, uh, Dustin oh, and uh, yeah. Young Bucks. Yeah, Dustin Young Bucks versus, uh, Sammy Guevara and Pride and Powerful. Okay. So for a six man tag that means absolutely nothing, they sure did do a lot in this match. Like, um, like, uh, Dustin. Did his little, like, cannonball off the apron. Uh, he wasn't caught, though, so he just smacked onto the concrete floor, you know. 
Um, then, uh, he, uh, he also kicked out of the, uh, you know, the combo of a loaded sock to the balls and the six thirty splash. Um, yeah. uh, Santana did a top rope swanton to the outside, also not caught. So he just, again, smacked right to the ground. Uh, they got to understand, man, like these matches, you don't have to do all this pay-per-view main event stuff in just a random six man to start a random week. It's not even leading into a pay-per-view or anything. It's just a random week of TV and you're swantoning off the top rope and landing on the floor outside. Cause these guys ain't catching you. Um, you're, you know, you're just, you're just shortening your career. And for what, for what? Yeah, that's crazy. Dude. Okay. So, um, then we got, uh, now we got, uh, what was it? Trent. Okay. The legendary Trent versus Phoenix. Uh, and Phoenix was announced to be accompanied by Pentagon and, um, Pentagon did not accompany Phoenix to the ring. So Justin Roberts, you know, with his, they call him this uh. and accompanied by that and, uh, just didn't do it. Um, then, then in the match, I noticed that Phoenix was working heel a little bit. Like he was taunting the audience and just kind of being a dick. So I'm like, well, why doesn't everybody, doesn't everybody like the Lucha bros and isn't, isn't, uh, you know, isn't Trent, you know, kind of like, like he's not a, I don't know. He doesn't need, he doesn't need any help with like being a baby face or anything. Um, surprisingly Phoenix was able to put away Trent and, uh, so, so Pentagon who doesn't really do flips, uh, you know, not that much, you know, once very once in a while, but not, not a lot. Uh, he loses to Trent, you know, like a, a little bit ago, like on the dark episode and Phoenix who does many flips gets to beat Trent. Do you think that's a coincidence? that the guy that does more flips gets to go over on Trent? Are they trying to tell Pentagon he needs to do more flips if he wants to win in this company? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No? Okay. That'd be a shame if it was. Just a just a little conspiracy theory. Uh, now, after, after the match, Trent uh, loses it, right? And he attacks uh, Phoenix in picture in picture, of course. Um, so who is the heel here? You know, Phoenix was taunting the audience before and then after he gets the win the clean win um trent beats him up and has to get like held you know held back by uh uh chucky t i guess Chuck taylor yeah yeah so like what are they what are they doing who's the heel here i don't, I don't understand what's going on um do you have any answers for me on this one Serge? no 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 pretty good match i i, I like both guys Okay, but you don't know why uh, they're both being the heel? No, I guess, you know, Trent had a bad night. He was a sore loser and, you know, kind of lost his school for a second. So that's a gimmick. Now, uh, the best friends were in uh, World Tag League in New Japan, uh, I want to say last year or the year before. And they did a gimmick where Chuck Taylor would sort of like lose his mind and get them disqualified. Like he'd sort of snap and go into a rage and, uh, get, get the team disqualified by either using, um, 
you know, like a like a weapon, like a chair or something, or he just he just seemed like he was uncontrollable. Now it seems like they're doing the opposite thing, where Trent now is doing the gimmick where he snaps. Uh, I don't know why. Mm. I I hope they start doing the gimmick where uh, Chuck Taylor starts working out. I want I want to see that gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I, he probably does, but maybe he could um maybe he could uh ask Bobby Roode, you know, what's the best. Uh, quote quote unquote unquote workout regimen because chuck taylor chuck taylor has the body of a guy that goes to the gym and works out but like doesn't have any assistance if you know what i mean like that's what you look like when you try to do it naturally so maybe if he went unnatural he could get that that real uh that trent physique yeah something i mean he's making decent enough money now so might as well right um, so we're definitely back from picture in picture before Cody's entrance music's entrance music comes on. And uh, that's when he does this promo, the Ric Flair promo, where he's like throwing expensive things down, trying to um, trying to buy MJF into having a match with him. So does it make any sense that you're trying to use like material possessions to bribe a character that's supposed to be rich? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, you can never be too rich. Yeah, but, you know, you already said he didn't want to have a match with Cody. So, like, what is a watch going to... Like, oh, I can have a watch? I guess I'll have a match. That's stupid. Um, And why does he need Tony Schiavone to hold the microphone? Like, can't he do this promo by himself? How come Tony has to go all the way down to the ring every time Cody's in there just to hold a mic? No, you you don't have an answer for that. Come on, I want you know try well, to he, participate he gotta, here. Well, he, he he needed both hands to take off the watch, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, okay, all right, fine. Uh, so, anyways, moving on. Unless you have any comments about this whole this whole uh, MJF Cody Tony Schiavone holding a mic, um, trying to bribe a rich character with money. No, it's uh, I don't know. It's weird. Cody did bring up the fact how his wife's like a heel and he's not. You know, but in more wrestling terminology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he addressed that. But uh, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not the biggest Cody fan. I mean, he's all right, but I'm not really into. It is what it is, you know, for me. Okay. Um, speaking of it, is what it is. Um, uh, we used to like the Dark Order vignettes. They used to be good, and then we got this one. Uh, so this is the one where the uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> this uh the fat guy that's been in all three vignettes now um they ask him why he wants to join the dark order and he says he just wanted friends so uh then they beat him up and then like all the creepers just sort of like rub his face with their hands and it's awkward and weird and i don't understand oh i, I liked it because uh but why are they daughter- why did they just what were they doing to him uh something creepy but like, uh all right. Yeah. Like, you know, they're heels. So it's like, if you're looking for a friend, you're not going to find it within the Dark Order, you know. Well, that's I get that part. But then the, they're just groping his head and face. Like, they're not doing, they're not like scratching him. They're not like kicking him or hitting him or anything. They're just like grabbing at him. But like, but it's like this soft, like pawing of him, like they're massaging him or something. This is very, uh, I don't know creepy i guess you i guess but it's like what do you man 
What are they fucking doing, man? What are they doing? What is the point of that? What are they trying so to saw, say? Somebody tweeted something that said, I'm glad AEW, something along the lines of solve their problem of not having enough cult-like groups, which I thought was funny. Because as I was watching the show, I did think, huh, we got the Dark Order, you've got Blade, Butcher, and Bunny, and then you have Awesome Kong and Brandy, and they're all these like kind of just dark gimmicks, which are kind of similar, but they're different. I don't have a problem with it, but I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and I don't know what any of them are fucking doing. God damn. All right, well, anyway, moving on. Speaking of that, um, so... Uh, Nyla Rose goes on a rampage against the librarians and um, then uh, Shauna Chalmers shows up and tries to get involved and she gets put through a table and then uh, uh, did you so then this is this is the hilarious like I couldn't believe I was actually seeing this but then they got the shot of Britt Baker looking concerned in the audience <laughs> that was great no, I, I like that oh man Oh, this is this is. Oh, uh, that, re- that reminds me uh, in the Cody promo, which I didn't get it at the time, but you know when he made reference of his finish being botched on two different shows, I guess yeah. he was referencing uh, um, uh, Damian Priest. Damian Priest, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of funny how they did that. They they did, then he did the Britt Baker thing, kind of mocking the uh, NXT thing. I I, I like that that little inside stuff. But. But so, okay, so they're mocking the NXT thing, but like, how does that make Britt Baker look? Doesn't that make her look like a dumbass? Because they're not making fun of like somebody <laughs> else. Like, if you're t- if you're saying Damian Priest does a bad uh, crossroads, um, then that means you're talking about the other show. If you put Britt Baker in the audience as a rib, like the rib was that was the real Britt Baker on the other show, so that makes her look bad. I, I took it as they're poking fun at NXT. Saying like 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 look guys, we, we know you did that on purpose. So we're just gonna do it right back at you or something, you know? Cause you know, Triple H trying to deny it, but uh come on, that 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 was that was no coincidence. I mean, but it when they did it though, it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? Like they didn't they didn't make her look bad by doing that. So like so they cut so they cut to her on purpose, not on purpose, doesn't matter. It's just for her, it was like that's that's her boyfriend that just almost died. So they get that they get that thing of her looking there. That that doesn't make Britt Baker look bad, really. It, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, no, it doesn't. She shouldn't, have, she shouldn't have been there. Like, why would she have to sit in the audience? Like, she could have sat backstage or or whatever. Um, she didn't have to sit out there with the marks. But it's just, I mean, it's just a natural thing that could have happened. But then to to bring her back onto the show that she works on and have her sit in the audience and then just do that same thing. It's like, that doesn't make her look that, that definitely doesn't make her look good. So now you might argue that it doesn't matter and no one cares. And I would be inclined to agree with you, but still it's the intent. Like you tried that you're supposed to make fun of, you're supposed to make fun of NXT, but you're doing it at the expense of your own talent. So, you know, I don't really agree with that anyway. Um, uh, uh, did you know? Did you know that Chris Statlander is an alien, Sergio? <laughs> I didn't know. It was, that. My fr- it was my first time seeing the gimmick. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Uh, you know, you know, in some weird way, like uh, it was. It was she was almost kind of hot in an alien kind of way. 
Oh yeah, an alien lady. Yeah. I bet I bet outside of the gimmick, she's just like a normal looking chick. But because she's doing the alien thing, it kinda made her a little bit hotter in my opinion. But she was good. I was I was actually very impressed with uh with her performance. Well, much like um much like Allie, I'm sure you probably didn't realize she's already been on two times and she wasn't an alien before, so and yeah, she basically looked she basically looked exactly the same. You know, the only difference is this time they said she's an alien, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's was very, very awesome. All right. Uh let's talk about the main event here, right? That's what we're all here to see. Joey Janela, the bad boy. Um and what we really want to know is was he going to despite him blocking me, was he going to take the advice? Well, he had one pig and one ponytail. Okay, so he, he mixed it up, and it kept the hair out of his eyes. And, um, you know, he, 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 did, he did have to, like, uh, you know, he did brush his hair out of his face one time, but it was perhaps on instinct alone that he, he did it. He didn't need to, but it was probably just like a reflex. Um, so this was probably... Uh, Joey Janela's best match that he's had, uh, maybe in his life. It still sucked, but I mean, it was probably his best match. Um, he got his top rope schoolboy bomb and his uh, schoolboy buckle bomb, and you know, maybe a couple other schoolboy related moves. Um, I don't know. What'd you think? Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of tuned out a little bit. Uh, I don't know, man. I just. I used to be a Janela fan, but he's he's just kind of worn on me. And then you know, same thing for Moxie. I'm like, eh, you know. So I thought I thought it was kind of a cold main event. So I, I just I had really no interest in it. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm sensing a pattern here where the stuff that I said like months or years ago, you're finally like getting around to it. Just, but you you for some reason you think you like. Guys like Joey Janela at first. I don't know. You well, think... I liked, I liked the character. I liked him. So this is when he was with uh, Penelope Ford. What character? Just the uh, the 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 bad guy, the bad boy thing, leather jacket, the you know. Plus Penelope Ford. I'm a big fan of hers. I I, I was, uh, I was a huge fan of them together. I liked how she does their uh, top rope hurricane rana and the cartwheel and all that stuff. But now she's with Kip Sabian, but we haven't seen much of them yet. Uh, so just Janela by himself, and I guess he's a baby face. I just, I don't, it's not really doing it for me. Okay, well, to me it's the exact same. But if you're seeing something different, then I don't know what to tell you. You can look forward to a uh, uh, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, uh, the bad girl. Um, they had a match on Dark against Kenny Omega. So, oh, yeah. Well, so yeah, maybe now you'll like uh, Kip Sabian. And then as soon as Penelope Ford goes and dates somebody else, you'll think Kip Sabian's over with, and we'll just move on. Yeah. Um, uh, does she does she get involved at all, or does she do her gimmick? I didn't watch the match. Okay. So, anyways, um, that's it. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. I just pointed out the things I wanted to point out. NXT. Let's talk about NXT for a minute. So, the first match I see on NXT is uh, Killian Dane versus Pete Dunne. So... I immediately put uh, New Japan World Tag League on my other screen and start watching that instead. Um, so, you know, I'm a stickler for the hairbrushing, right, Sergio? You know, that's like one of my points of contention. Now, yes. 
we listen to a lot of podcasts. Do you hear anybody else ever complain about that, or it's just me, right? That's my... No, just you, actually. Yeah. Okay. But ever since I have, like, you sort of, you, you've gotten on board, right? Like, you see that, and it does it, does it get yeah, on your nerves? Yeah, I, I see it now. So my biggest, not to get off, off topic, my biggest pet peeve, like yours is that, mm-hmm. is the missed, the missed clotheslines. Oh, people yeah. People do yeah. the people throw the rainbows sure. that that gets on my nerves like your hair brushing so yeah. i don't notice it as much but i notice it more now that you've mentioned it right well you know i noticed that a lot of people have uh they throw better clotheslines there aren't too many people that do the rainbow um if you can think of any you know go ahead and throw them out there but oh, I, I think see it all the time yeah you see it but it's it's not as bad as it was say like five years ago i yeah. think they're tightening it up a little bit but um so the hairbrush is my thing and, uh, you know, I, I have to be fair, right? Because I put, I put Shayna over, we both put Shayna over all the time. Um, but we, we don't want to just, you know, we're equal opportunity here. You know, we, we call it like we see it. We're fair. And, um, so I have to say that, uh, while Shayna was putting a sleeper hold on Rhea Ripley there, she brushed the hair out of her face. So, uh, yeah. Damn. Now Shayna, Shayna is one of the, uh, the hairbrush offenders. Um, I don't bring it up as much because it's usually, she's not usually in the position of selling uh, as much. She's usually putting the heat on somebody. And so she brushed the hair out of her face. So she usually starts with it in like the bun or the ponytail. And then she takes out her uh, hair tie and throws it on the ground at some point. So for half the match, she doesn't even have to worry about it. Um, But she does do the hairbrushing thing a little bit. It's just not as, just not as bad as some of the other people. Um, but when you're putting a, when you're putting a sleeper hold on somebody and like you let go of part of the sleeper hold just to brush the hair out of your face, that's pretty bad. So I have to call her out on that. I'm not happy to do it, but, um, you know, I can't consider myself to be a a fair and impartial, uh, critic if I don't. So, yeah, you know, another one of my pet peeves and I, and I think, I don't know if I learned it from rip or if I learned it from my previous trainer, but like, you know, let's say I have you in a headlock. Mm-hmm. And you and you pushing me against the ropes and shoot me off. Break I let go. I, yeah, break, yeah, I can't, I can't stand that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that do that because you're the reason why I understand why it happens, right? Because your instinct is when we're taught to hit the rope, um, you know, we're taught to grab and hook that rope with your elbow, you know, like every mm-hmm. time. With, so when your when your back hits a rope, it's just your instinct to want to grab it, right? So like, I yeah, get yeah. why they do it but you got to fight against that impulse and just keep the headlock on. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, that's uh those, those are those little details and stuff that, you know, we never really saw, but once you start training, then it's like, you can't unsee it now. So every time yeah, somebody, yeah. every time somebody breaks the headlock, uh, you know, you notice. Um, yeah. So impossibly Chris hero is getting fatter. Uh, oh man. So I have a confession to make. I didn't finish NXT, unfortunately. I tried to today. Uh, I just could not get to it. So there's a lot of it. So I've read some stuff about it, but uh, I didn't get to see it firsthand. Uh, how was uh, I wanted to see Chris Hero and uh, and uh, Matt Riddle, but I didn't. I didn't see a picture of it. It's a shame if he's getting bigger, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's not. You know, like y- you see him all the time. It's not as noticeable. The same way, I'm sure. If you see yourself in the mirror every day, you don't notice how much weight you're gaining. But if you haven't seen Chris Hero in a couple months, you'd be like, fuck, is he fatter? Um, so I, yeah, well, once I saw him 
once I saw him coming out, I went, you know, I started paying attention to New Japan again. Uh, but uh, he's so fat, right? That you know how Matt Riddle does the power bomb um, into the final flash knee. Like he he power bombs him down, then he flips him backwards and hits him with the final flash. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Which is a Dragon Ball Z reference, in case you were wondering. Um, so he he's so fat that Matt Riddle had to roll him twice. Like he had to roll him like part of the way and then roll him the rest of the way to hit him with the knee. So jeez, oh, it's pretty damn fat. Uh, so they had a graphic for like the NXT Year End Awards. You know how they do the NXT Awards every year. They give them that yeah. little goofy plaque with the bell on it or whatever and say, well, they had like a bunch of, they had a graphic with like all the different NXT members and um, they had, uh, you know, NXT UK people on there and Jenny um, wasn't on, on the graphic. So I'm going to go ahead and say that, I'm going to go ahead and say that, uh, that these awards are, you know, fraudulent and none of them should count. That's um, bogus, dude. So this was a uh, Kushida's comeback episode and huh. he was going to have a match with Raul Mendoza and uh, on the way to the ring, uh, Mendoza was ambushed by Grimes with a stomp out of nowhere. Oh God. Yeah. So you think, you think an RKO out of nowhere is uh, impressive. Imagine trying to jump on a guy and stomp him on the chest out of nowhere. I mean, it doesn't seem like a move you could just do out of nowhere. Right. It kind of seems like, they would have to kind of be like almost laying down for you to be able to hit it. But, um, he's, he's trying it. So, uh, so, so they go ahead and hit his music, I guess, you know, (laughs) Oh, he stepped on Raul Mendoza. So hit Cameron Grimes, music. Um, (laughs) uh, well, it's, it's a shame you didn't see this match. Because when you when Cameron Grimes is in there with Kushida, and I just wanted, I was so waiting all week to ask you, like, six foot two twenty, huh? Really? Well, how big is Kushida? Uh, about as big as Cameron Grimes. Really? Well, I mean, he's not as big as Cameron Grimes. He's not as heavy as Cameron Grimes. He's only a tiny bit shorter than Cameron Grimes. He's maybe like an inch shorter. So unless Kushida's five foot eleven. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's the problem with throwing out fake-ass heights and weights like that because then you get in there with somebody you know how big they are and you get exposed for lying. Anyway, decent match. Uh, Kushida went over, as he should have. Huh, all right. uh, I'm almost surprised to hear that. Hey, just, uh, you know, maybe you don't have to watch the whole episode, but you can throw that around and you tell me how big you think Cameron Grimes is. So... um. You know, so the main event, I guess, was uh, it was uh, what was it? Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak. Uh, who was? It? Uh, I don't know. I forget. It doesn't matter. The point I have on this note is that people need to stop carelessly tossing the undisputed era all over the place. You know, because those guys are they're working hard and. You know, they're just trying to stay healthy. And um, so if you remember, uh, you know, was it last week or the week before or something, uh, Keith Lee didn't have Bobby Fish 100% on that military press. And he went to throw him to the outside and he fucking landed on his head. And uh, now he he has a hurt neck. Um, Which that's not all Keith Lee's fault. But, you know, you have to, you know, um, 
you know, you, if if you don't have a guy, you've got to uh, you got to make sure you have him before you start throwing him around. Um, and in this in this uh, match, um, Dijak dumped uh, Kyle O'Reilly like on the apron, just just casually dumped him on the apron over the top rope, and he just kind of falls down and just like slides off and uh you know you can't be hurting kylo o'reilly you know i'm not sure sergio but kylo o'reilly might secretly be the best member of undisputed era what do you think about that take Ooh, i'd have to disagree i, I have to give that well in terms of uh think about being, it in terms of being technically sound in the ring i hands down give it to roderick strong mm, I'm, I'm, i think i think uh, I think Roderick Strong is actually one of the one of the best that I've seen like in the, in the world like today. Uh, I don't even know if he's the best in his own group now. Oh man, Kyle O'Reilly's. Uh, I think you're sleeping on him a little bit. Think about it. Uh, you know, he's he's uh, a good he's a he's a good promo, which they never let him talk. Um, he's always like moving around like this weird like monkey. He, he's moving like a weird monkey or a snake or a snake <laughs> monkey. He's just like always like he he looks like he's made of some sort of liquid and he's just always undulating all the time and you know he he lays all his shit in real stiff strikes he's got a uh, he's got the best uh you know grappling out of all those guys the only thing against him is like he kind of looks like a monkey a little bit but the the only uh the only thing against him really is that he just looks like an average size white guy, which they all you know the whole undisputed era is average or small size white guys. But that's like the only knock against him you know? <laughs> is that he doesn't like look like he doesn't have like a standout look. So if you put him, you know, if you just threw him in WWE as a singles right now, people would be like, oh, I don't know, but he's really got all the tools if you think about it. Yeah, you definitely you can't break those guys up. Uh, I always I always heard rumors of Adam Cole getting called up. Like you got to keep those guys together, man. Like they all need each other, you know. All right. I see. I can see Adam Cole's. He's like the obvious money. Like when they look at him and see that, but I don't know. There's Kyle O'Reilly's like a secretly. He's secretly the best. I think. I think he's better than oh, Roderick man. Strong. I really do. And that's I, not. I'll and dis- that's. I'll disagree, but it's cool. That's not a. That is not a knock on Roderick Strong. That's just a compliment to Kyle O'Reilly. Because mm. huh. I, I like Roderick Strong. So, okay. um, yeah, that's all I have for that. Uh, so this this episode of NXT UK this week, though, it might have been the ultimate episode. Okay. Um, and I'll, and I'll now, don't get ahead of yourself now. I'll, I'll, I'll lead you into it. Okay. <laughs> just relax. Yeah. Fucking relax. All right. So not only do we get a Tony Storm match. And a post-match and a backstage interaction with Piper, right? Yep. And then we get a Ginny promo um, later in the show, okay? But this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. This is basically what we did. We started the podcast for this. This was a massive debut. Take it away. Yes, it was. Uh we saw the debut of the Outliers. Well, minus minus uh, Robert Strauss, but yeah, we got to finally see uh, Riddick Moss and Dorian Mack. Uh, well, let me ask you, what did you think? Uh, well, I've been waiting for this uh, almost as long as you, 
And the only reason it's only almost and not the same amount of time is because you just would kept talking about it, which, you know, hyped me up for it. <laughs> um, but uh, to be honest, now they they uh, they faced The Hunt, which is a tag team of uh, Wild Boar and, uh, you know, Primate. And um, now, these guys, these those... guys have been kind of used as jobbers up to this point. So, yeah, like, uh, so first of all, uh, outliers lost, you know, whatever, it's fine. But like, uh, it was just weird. I'm like, I thought that tag, so that tag team, so I guess they're actually under contract to WWE. Like they're, they're with the, the company. The, the wild, the hunt. Yeah. Yeah, they've been they've been in NXT okay. since the beginning, pretty much. Oh wow, yeah, this is crazy to me. It's like uh, I don't know. They just they look like a couple of jobbers. But they have gimmicks. They have animal gimmicks. <laughs> so one of them, one of them was the boar, right? Or yeah, I guess wild boar one, and, and primate. Yeah. So one of them, whose name is wild boar, was getting his ass kicked by like Dorian Mack or something. And I'm thinking, okay, if I don't know anybody's name here, I'm gonna assume Dorian Mack is Wild Boar, uh, and and Wild Boar is like a, it's fucking uh, what do you call it? What was like a fucking? I'm trying to think of that name of that of that tiny dog. Uh, so it's a ch. Um, Chihuahua. Yeah, like a Chihuahua or something. I don't know. It, it, it looked ridiculous, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um. Yeah, they just had like this regular tag team match. Yeah, I, yeah. I, w- I was not Im- I was not impressed nor disappointed. It was just exactly what I expected, which is completely average, which is usually the case with everybody that Sergio puts over. Is like at best they're completely average, and at worst they're just boring. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Why do you think uh, Strauss wasn't there? Just because it wasn't worth his plane ticket to go over there just to just to not do anything. I guess, yeah. I mean, what's why, he gonna, I mean, he's a he's a manager. What's he going to do? I guess, really, you know. Yeah, and why? And why do they need to go? Why do they need to fly all the way over there? You know, just to why? I I just don't understand the whole politics behind the outliers. I just really don't. I don't understand what. Why do you have to go to NXT UK just to do a job? It just doesn't make sense to me. It so. did. Well, they went there. They went there to train. So I don't know if that's something they do, like if everybody has to go there at some point just to get like a different perspective or I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm curious in, for that aspect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, what does that even mean? Train like train. What do you mean? Train train? What? Yeah. You know, You're, you don't get enough training at the performance center. You know, you have to go to the, the English performance center. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So, but nonetheless, that was, you know, their first TV match. So, and, uh, I was, uh, underwhelmed, but it's not necessarily their fault. They just, they just did what they were supposed to do. So, but other than that, uh, at least we got a Ginny promo. So that's good. So, you know, please enjoy NXT UK for that. And Tony Storm, the return of Tony Storm. Uh, SmackDown. Let's talk about that for a minute, and only a minute, because uh, as usual, it's not that great. So well, it's, uh, it's, it's the worst show, dude. It could be the worst show. Uh, so Mandy and Lexi have a match. Um, and the match should be for like who has the best butt in the WWE, but it's not that. It's just a regular match. 
Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bliss just because she's smaller, so it her butt takes up more body weight percentage. Um, but you know, Mandy's no slouch. Uh, it was what it was. Uh, uh, Bliss gets the win. Uh, in a promo, Roman Reigns said he goes. He says Corbin's six six, almost six eight. <laughs> Dude, did you see Kevin Owens' tweet? No. He sent out a funny tweet saying when he was a kid, he once heard somebody being announced as six six or six eight, and he said, and ever since then it bothered him. Why can't the guy be six seven? Right. And then, and then he and it happened again with Reigns. So when I and I saw that tweet before i saw the promo so when i saw the promo i was ready for it and it was it was funny to me it should be funny to anybody like what the <laughs> fuck does that even mean how do you almost six eight almost six eight is six seven so don't say six six if he's six seven <laughs> damn it all right um so uh they took a break in the middle of uh the boss and bell promo battle I don't know why, kid, but you know that like since SmackDown's live, um, you know they have to sit there for the whole commercial break. So if you're in the middle of having a promo battle, what are they say? Are, like, are they having a promo the whole time, like while the commercial break, and we missed it, or did they just sit there and awkwardly stare at each other for like four minutes until the show came back? I don't know. Yeah, I think what they do is they play stuff on the Titantron, like uh, commercials, like ads, like WWE stuff. Well, I know, I know that, but. You know, usually nobody else is out there when they do that. It's usually like in between matches or something. But when somebody comes out to the ring, starts talking, and they both start talking to each other, then they take a break during that. That seems awkward as hell. That's very awkward. Yeah. Um, so what are they? Yeah, they're supposed to. Hey, just stop talking for a minute. Watch TV. Uh, all right. Well, fuck all that. This is what we're really here. We haven't been able to do this for a long time. Okay. Uh, chin clocked. Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Roman Reigns. This is your main event, by the way. All right. The yeah. uh, the match was 13 minutes, 13 seconds in total. Okay. Um, at 1 minute, 32 seconds, Dolph puts on that lazy um, arm trap, like half a chin lock thing. Okay. Um, at 4 minutes, 30 seconds, they come out of break and he's on the same hold. Now, I don't think he wasn't. He wasn't on it the whole time because he already broke it before that. But who knows how long they were in that hold before uh, they came back from break, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. At, at 6.45, he puts on the full Dolph Ziggler chin lock special. Like both hands locked, laying down on Roman Reigns, full torque for a minute and a half. He's in this chin lock, okay? Um, so... Okay. After that, everything else happened the way it happened and the match was over. So I'm going to give his use of chin lock. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a, mm, I have to, I was going to say C minus, but I kind of got to give it a D plus reason why reason why, because he went to it so early, like it was only a minute and a half and you're already in a hold against Roman Reigns, right? So you would think the first minute and a half, couple minutes of the match, you could have Roman Reigns like kind of muscle you around a little bit, but instead somehow you took him down, and you're just laying in a hold, boring. Okay, and then and then I'm gonna have to also give you extra points off because 
you did the same hold later on, uh, you know, and not that long. It was only three, three, three minutes later. You put the same hold on at least three minutes. It could have been sooner, but I don't know because you, we were on commercial break. So D plus for Dolph Ziggler's chin lock. Um, and then of course, after the match, they crucified Roman and covered him in Olroyd dog food. So what'd you think of all this? Uh, I didn't like, I thought the dog food stuff was really cheesy. I didn't like it. I was very surprised when Punk put it over on backstage. Uh, he thought, oh, he liked it. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, but I Sergio, he's, Sergio, he's the big dog. <laughs> so you got to give him yes. a food. Jeez. Right? It's so cheesy, man. Uh, you could tell it was real dog food and it was gross. Uh, I couldn't help but to think, like, shit. Like, so they don't have a washer and a dryer in the arena, I don't think. So what does Roman Reigns have to do? Like, rinse off his clothes, put it into a bag, put it into his luggage bag. I'm just thinking of the smell of the dog food. How are they going to clean off their shit and then get packed up and go to the next town without having their luggage smell like dog food? You know what I mean? You That's just, all I can think about. You just, <laughs> you just, yeah. You just shower with your clothes on. That's all. Just leave the vest oh, on yeah. in the shower. No problem. It's dog food. It should wash right off. It's just food. It's no big deal. It stinks now, but you know, you can wash it off. No problem. And it's old Roy dog food, which is the Walmart brand, just in case nobody caught that. That's like their yeah. generic brand. I guess old Roy was Sam Walton's dog. Uh, now, now, I didn't notice why I washed it, but I guess there was somebody under the ring that handed Corbin something. That's supposed to be the big mystery. Well, no, somebody grabbed uh, Roman Reigns' leg, didn't they? Okay, I think so. So, I read some news on how there's some upcoming house show uh, in a few months or something, and uh, Baron Corbin is listed as being managed by Drake Maverick. Mm. And that's a bummer to me, because I'm a big Drake Maverick fan. And when you say things like when you say things like I'm a big Drake Maverick fan, that's just the credibility just goes out the window, like just (laughs) right out the window. No, you can say I like Drake Maverick or I think Drake Maverick's okay, But when you say things like I'm a big Drake Maverick, fan, it's like (laughs) everybody that everybody's listening to our podcast is like, well, I'm done with Sergio for today. So. But anyways, okay, I like, I like so, Drake. Man. I think I think he uh, there you he go. can do he could do some big things, you know. Just yeah. uh, but he's been, you know, uh, fucking two hundred five live GM and this and that. Like I feel like he can do so much more. I don't think. Well, I'm, I'm I guess he can make King Corbin entertaining. I mean, that might help. But I just don't see I don't see the potential in King Corbin. I don't see him being a WrestleMania main eventer or you know what I mean. To me, he's just a mid card guy. I don't know. We don't we don't want him to be entertaining because otherwise he won't be a heel anymore. I mean, there, we, we got to have some heel that nobody will ever like, you know, and the only way that you can get it to the point where people won't like you is if you are Baron Corbin, I guess. Um, at I some guess, point, everybody's just going to think you're cool. And I guess he's getting good heat because, uh, you know, you saw a backstage. I guess Ziggler put over that uh, he hasn't heard booze that loud since Vicky Guerrero. So, yeah, I guess he's doing something right. I guess, you know, whatever they're doing is working, I guess. I just, his ring attire just doesn't, it's too goofy looking. Uh, I don't know. I just can't, um, maybe he's doing a good job. I'm a fan of the heels, but I just don't like, uh, I'm just not digging the Baron Corbin thing. I don't know. Well, Mar- well Baron Corbin is, um, he's doing everything right. Okay. He's got stupid ring attire. His music is stupid. He looks stupid. 
Um, his promos aren't that great. Uh, his matches aren't that great. So it, it, there's nothing likable about Baron Corbin. So he's doing his job perfectly well, 100%. Um, the problem is like people like you and I, we like to look at it from the insider perspective of like, okay, well, is this entertaining uh, even though it's supposed to be uh, not entertaining? And we're not entertained by his not entertainingness, if that makes sense. So, yeah. but I mean, he is doing what he's supposed to do. You know, if he can, if he can, if he can make it to the point where he just has no fans, then I guess that's a good thing. But I, I do understand everything you're saying. I yeah. also, I also can't give him any advice because it seems like everybody that tries to be a good heel, eventually the people just like him, and it ruins it. So, you know, there has to be somebody that nobody likes. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, he's going to be it. Enough about him. Uh, quick 205, you should like this episode. It's a very Garza-focused show. So awesome. you are a big fan, perhaps you know, not as big a fan of Drake Maverick, but definitely you're a big fan of Angel Garza. And so yes. this was a show about Angel Garza. First, he has a match against Raul Mendoza, you know, who recovered from being stomped by Cameron Grimes. And uh, then later on, he ran in on the main event of a Leo Rush versus Danny Burch. So, you know, there was only three matches on this show and he was involved in two of them. Okay. I'll have to check it out. So there you go. Um, little quick MLW note. They had a swamp match, uh, whatever that is, uh, with uh, Savio Vega against some guy named Leo Bryan. Are you familiar with Leo Bryan? Sounds like some country singer or something, but it does. I am not. Yeah, it's just it's just some fat guy um, doing like a redneck gimmick, I guess. But he had a swamp match with Savio Vega, which I guess a swamp match means you stand in some patch of dirt somewhere um, and just punch punch each other back and forth until. Uh, you know, eventually Savio Vega hits that uh, spinning heel kick and and pinned him in the swamp. It wasn't much of a swamp though. Like I was expecting him to go in some like marshy area with some gators or something, but uh, it really wasn't. So, so what was the uh, the crowd? Were they watching it on the screen or something? Is there a big screen to watch it on? Yeah, it was like one of those. Um, well, who knows? Like they may not have seen this at all because it's you know the whole show's taped so. This was one of those things where they went on location with like a camera and the only light was probably like the light from the camera because it, it was very dark out there. So it'd be like, you know, the equivalent of like the boiler room brawl type thing where, you know, they pre-taped it, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Except, you know, they don't necessarily have to show the the audience, you know, because they tape matches there. So they probably didn't see it, you know. Um, there's that. Um, we'll go to, I guess from here, we'll go to, um, Monday night raw. So we start with the divorce proceedings. Um, I assume that this is your favorite thing ever. No, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of iffy on it. It's, it's, it's kind of cheesy. I don't know. What, what do you I, think? <laughs> you know what I think? Well, but I will say, uh, what you may not know that I would say is that, uh, you know, Rusev just so like everything he does is hilarious to me. I don't know what it is. He's he's a funny guy and he's English is his second language and his grammar is just to the point where it's like it's just off enough that that's funny on its own. But just the way he says certain things and the way he tries to be excited about stuff is just very funny. Uh, so I wish he had better stuff to work with. 
but he's doing his best and uh, making a, a chicken salad sandwich with a glass of lemonade out of what he's been given. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the whole thing is stupid. You know, listening to Lana ramble on just, you know, she's getting good heat too. her and Corbin should be a team, I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but the whole, the whole thing of like signing divorce papers and, you know, this gimmick lawyer that's just standing there, like, it's just, I mean, God damn, they wasted a lot of time with this. Mm. So they, you know, they got Kevin Owens is like, he's looking for, he's looking for Seth Rollins and, um, Ray Mysterio gives him his pipe. And it's like, it's that damn, it's that damn pipe with like tape on it. You know, like, what is the deal with, why do they tape up that pipe? Like, <laughs> what is that? What is up with that? Yeah. Can you just hit him with a, like a bare steel pipe? Does it have to have like a bunch of tape around it? Two different color tapes too. Just so you know, there's like a handle. Uh, for your pipe. uh so Sami Zayn shows up. Is I mean, is Fox going to sue USA over this now? Like, I thought we were supposed to have separate roster, Sergio. Okay. Isn't that what yes, you said? Uh, like, like, come on, man. Manager license, dude. Really, man? Come on. I love, I love Sami Zayn, but that really annoyed me because I, you know, I do want to see the roster, you know, split permanently. You know, so it made no sense him showing up. I almost quit watching right there. To be honest, it pissed me off. Uh, so, um, so we finally got to see, um, Buddy Murphy and Kurt Hawkins together at the same time uh, to, pro- to prove that they're not the same person. Uh, Buddy Murphy punched Kurt Hawkins, so uh, it wasn't even like, you couldn't even say it was like a, a, a mirror trick or something. <laughs> so there, there's that. Um, if anything, Buddy Murphy is a cross between Hawkins and Ryder. Kind of, yeah, right? Poor, poor, poor Zack Ryder. I just feel for that so- guy. So is Buddy Murphy still not over with you? Buddy Murphy will never be over with me because he's <laughs> already done everything he could possibly do. You know, because like, remember, like what I said, like weeks ago, you're looking at him now. Like, I've already been watching this dude because I've been watching him when he was on 205 Live because I did watch it. So I, I'm used to him. I already seen everything he's going to do. There's nothing great. There, he's never going to do anything more than what he's already done. So I will never, he will never be over with me. He's boring to me. And he, he's just another guy that slaps his leg and does too much. So, and kicks out of stuff. So not into it. Never will be. Mm. So I'm looking forward to, I want to see, I want to see um, the episode of Ride Along with uh, Seth and Becky and AOP. Like, I can't wait for that to be on the network. Um, what so what did you think of this this final this final reveal like it was Seth Rollins you know maybe not all along but uh, it was Seth Rollins today so I, I liked it a lot I was a big fan of how they did that what do you think um yeah it was fine I guess I was still wondering like right up to the moment like is this really going to be Seth Rollins is or is it going to be somebody yeah. else complete you're hoping it's going to be somebody completely new right. Just to kind of like, you know, yeah. okay, it was too obvious that it's Seth Rollins and everybody keeps saying it's Seth Rollins. So it can't be Seth Rollins. And sure enough, it's Seth Rollins. So it's like, I was trying to think who it could have been. I couldn't come up so, with anybody. When they started doing the AOP promos, 
I doubt the plan was to put him with Seth because back then Seth wasn't getting the heel reactions. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm curious to see. I wonder if the, the if the plan was to put AOP and Aleister Black together. It just seems so fitting. And I, and I still wish they went that. I still wish they would have gone down that route. Um, but Why uh, Aleister no, no. Black? Uh, well, remember they had the "No one wants to fight me" gimmick. You know they were doing the the backstage promos, and I was like. I wonder if they're going to be put together. But remember why? I mentioned that? Did you? I don't remember if you said that. But Yeah, it's, it's, when, it's when Heyman took over and uh, and they started cutting the same promo. So no one wants to fight me. No one wants to fight us. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to be a stable together. Um, it just seems more fitting to me. Uh, I don't like first, that pairing at all. You know, I, I like it. But I don't know. Seth and AOP seems kind of weird. Uh, I just feel like they're just not at that level yet. They just—they don't really have any any personalities developed. They're still speaking in a foreign language. It's, I don't know. Well, we know they can speak English, no problem. Yeah. So well, the fact that the fact English. that they choose the fact that they choose to speak a foreign language is just another way for them to get heat because we know they can speak English, right? So, uh, and this is obviously something they want to do with those guys. They're trying to give them the rub by putting them with Seth Rollins, I suppose. And that'd, that'd be a good way to get, you know, it gives them a sort of instant credibility. Like if you're a Mark, you're thinking like, uh, oh, who are these guys? I don't know them. Uh, but if there was Seth Rollins, they must be somebody. So let me pay attention. And then you just get used to seeing them out there. And then pretty soon you just accept it. Right. So I think that's the idea that they're going with there. Um, and it, might, be... it might also help. It might also help prevent Seth from getting cheered. Sure. Or maybe they will like it because it'll be, you know, if they if they if they go around beating everybody down again, then it'll be just like the shield all over again and people will like it. So the thing about the shield, though, what made the shield so great is that even though they were a team, there were three individuals and you knew that if you broke them apart, they can all be individual stars. The problem with AOP is they're too similar is, you know, you don't really know who's which one is which. And if you broke them up. Uh, there's there's nothing that differentiates them from each other, and, and they, I think that's my issue with AOP. Mm. Well, they don't need to, but they're not going to be. I don't think they're going to be doing the shield role anyway. That's just what that's just the obvious thing when you see Seth Rollins with a a trio. That's what people yeah, are going to yeah. go to. But they've already been an established tag team, um, and even though they were taking clothesline bumps from Johnny Gargano, they still look pretty tough and monstrous. So <laughs> you could always like. You know they they can serve like a even a even more devastating role than a J and J security ever could, um, so it could yeah, be like the same thing but even more you know even more believable. So, or or who knows you know just we we don't know what they're gonna do. It's the WWE, so probably something stupid. But you know it's <laughs> it's some out some out there now. We give them the benefit of the doubt. We see what they do. I mean I don't give them the benefit of the doubt, but we don't have a choice. We just have to wait yeah. and watch, see what they do. And uh, hopefully it won't suck too, too bad. Um, now, have you, noticed, have you noticed, one thing I've noticed they've done with Raw the last two weeks in a row especially, is uh, the format of the, or the structure of the show. Everything's kind of like leading into the next segment. It's, everything's kind of intertwined. And, 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 and I'm a big fan of that. I think Vince Russo used to do that. Mm-hmm. That style. I don't know what you call it. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's no style. It's just called a wrestling show. That's what I've been saying that for months. Like... Uh, the, the important thing is 
to limit the amount of time spent on segments and maximize the amount of appearances, right? So um, what I say about uh, using the 205 guys lives for job matches, right? And they started doing that. Uh, and then even way before that, if you remember, I was saying how, you know, when you go to a wrestling show, at least the ones when I go to, and you can think about the ones you've been to lately and, and see if you agree, but the most fun part for the people in the audience is they want to see, they came to see people and they want to see them. So they don't want to see them too long, but they want to see a bunch of people. Like you feel like you're getting more for your money if you get to see a bunch of people. So the people music hits. They get excited. The person comes out. They get to see the person. Now they want somebody else's music to hit, and they want to see a different person. And they just want to keep seeing people's music hits and have different people. So the more times you can do that per wrestling show, like for Raw and SmackDown and stuff, you just want to get a a, a bunch of musics and a bunch of people. And then for if you want to see the long wrestling matches, that what the um, that's what the pay per view shows are for. So you yeah. watch TLC, that's when you get to see, okay, these matches are like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. I get to see this match because I've been waiting to see this match all month. For the episode of Raw, you don't need to see all that. You want to see a bunch of people, even if it's Mojo Raleigh or something. Just just get a bunch of people out there. So I feel like when I go home, I saw like I, I bought one ticket and I saw like 30 people. And that's good enough for me. Yeah. You know, so keep it down. Don't have you know, you can have the main event go through a break and maybe like one other match go through a break. Um, but yeah, for agree. the most part, you just want to get them in and out. And, you know, if that, you know, Drew McIntyre can fight like a Akira Tozawa one week and then, you know, somebody else can beat him up another week. But the point is, it wasn't really about the match. It was just, okay, you got to see Drew McIntyre come out, have the match real quick, get his, get his five moves in, you know, cut a promo and whatever um that that's what it's about so they've started doing that they've done that two weeks in a row now they've they've hit a good pace and even though the content is not great um they can work on that next the, it's more important to have a faster paced show than to have a bunch of amazing content on it right um you build up you build up the amazing content later once you get your once you get your format down that, that's how i feel about it i agree I and mean, we've we've got in my opinion We've gotten to a place now where, where the three-hour Raw is more exciting than the two-hour SmackDown, right. and, I, and I think that's an issue. For, I think that's a problem for SmackDown. Who, who, whoever's booking that show, it's, just, it's not a good show. Yeah, so now they've got to do the SmackDown's got to figure out the same formula, which is very simple: just entrance music, <laughs> entrance music, entrance music. Just keep keep getting people out there, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's not that it, it's not like SmackDown is doing like a bunch of long matches either. They're doing stuff that they're, they're pacing the show. Okay. But it's just stupid. Like a lot of the stuff they're doing is stupid and it doesn't make you want to see more or maybe just, maybe it's just the roster that they have. They're not maximizing it. Um, or who knows there, there could be things that happen at the last second. Like, you know, I guess there was supposed to be something they wanted to do some with Shinsuke and Braun Strowman, but Braun Strowman's injured. So they had to change stuff up at the last minute, you know, so maybe maybe it would have been a better show. But it just they since they had to write it in the last second, it's not going to be good. So, you know, who knows? I'm not, I'm not going to make excuses for SmackDown, but these things do happen. Um, yeah. So anyways. So, yeah. Um, speaking of Vans. Uh, so I like the uh, I think the, the best match on the show was um, 
the uh, EMTs having that uh, Iron Man match with the gurney trying to load a uh, uh, what's his name into the uh, into the back. Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had to, they was so bad they had to cut away eventually. They never got him in there. Never got him in the ambulance. <laughs> so for all we know, he's still on the floor at the arena right now. Man. Um, let's see. And speaking of Becky, uh, if she's going to be on that episode of Ride Along uh, with the new trio, um, but she, she, she there, there was a trio of her taking on the Kabuki Warriors again, which is kind of odd. It's kind of like a, oh, uh, I want to do this too. Like, oh, Charlotte wanted to do it. Well, I want to do it too. Um, which I, I didn't like that necessarily. Um, it kind of makes her look petty, and uh, it kind of makes it, it makes Becky look petty. And she still didn't win. Well, the, the, she, uh, she the, they are win. women. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a that's a true point. Uh, I guess I should uh, have <laughs> looked at that more closely. But she's the man, so I would have. I gave her credit. You know what I mean? That was my mistake. Um, even though she's a woman, she's the man. So I was like, eh, maybe it balances out. Um, yeah. So you know, uh, there was that. What'd you think about what'd you think about this handicap match? Same as the other one? Different? Yeah, same as same as the other one. Uh the, so the tag champs can't beat one person. So this Sunday, can they beat two people? I mean, I don't know. But nonetheless, it's gonna be a you know TLC match, and I'm kinda looking forward to it. I just want to see what kind of crazy shit they're gonna do. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, all right. I wanna see if Charlotte's gonna do a moonsault from the top to the outside of, of the ring through a table or something, you know. You know they're gonna you know they're gonna go all out. Uh, yep. They they are, they should they went all out on this episode. She fucking did the insane elbow through a table to the outside. Yeah, it was nuts. Well, they should have um they should have beat Becky though. It shouldn't have been that DQ. That was stupid. Like it's only fair. Charlotte loses, the Becky loses, and then they they're like, okay, well let's let's team up kind of thing. I mean, technically Becky got a win, right? So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she proved her point pretty lame um you know and, and this coming from a becky fan so you just got to do what you got to do what's right you know um if you're gonna set up this match then the the best way to set it up is to make it seem like look you can't do it on your own it was stupid for them to even try like what was the yeah like i don't even i don't even see the point but you did it whatever it's too late now you got to go with it uh I, I'd, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to eric rowan uh, because now I think this cage is the best thing on the show. <laughs> oh, jeez! Well, that that was the best, dude. Th- this is the most creative thing I've seen the WWE do in I don't know how long. Was where that job guy ran outside the ring, took the ca- he he run- as soon as the bell rings, he he slides outside the ring, grabs Eric Rowan's stupid cage, runs up the ramp with it, leaves it on the top of the ramp goes around the back through the crowd and gets back in the ring and tries to get Eric Rowan counted out. That was, I, I popped big for that. That was great. Right. So, you know, everything we said, you know, last week about it, you know, nothing in that cage could be important. It doesn't matter what's in the cage. Now this is, if, as long as they keep thinking of things like this, that they can do um, where people just keep like messing with his cage that's going to get Eric Rowan over. Like you heard them cheering for him. Like they were, they were telling him, pick him up for one more choke slam. They kept chanting one more time. You know, it's like, when has anybody ever cared what Eric Rowan's done? So it's, it's working uh, here. Um, and then we got a, uh, you know, 
Ray and AJ was in the main event. I, I kind of don't remember much about this because uh, I was falling asleep at this point. And after I woke back up, I didn't care to rewind it. So um, do you have anything to add? Uh, not really. You skipped over the uh, Humberto and uh, Andrade match, though. No, no, I didn't. I didn't skip over it. it was, I was. I left it off. Uh-huh. No, so, it was. It was a, that was an okay match, but I. I, I, I don't like. Sorry. I don't. Again, I don't like uh, Andrade losing. He's lost enough, and even though they say it's the first time he's lost since he came on Raw, it's like yeah, but that was like the fiftieth time he's lost since he's been on, on the road. So, you know. I'll so. Think, Oh, sorry. They, they've done an excellent job at not doing 50-50 booking, if you noticed. The guys they've wanted to push, they've been pretty uh, consistent with. So I was surprised about this win. But what do you think? It looks like they're going to they're gonna break up Zelina and Andrade, I guess. It almost looks like Zelina's going to go with Humberto or something. I don't know. I was hoping they'd form a stable. Um, <laughs> you and your damn stable. It's never going to happen. Well, you know, I, ironically enough, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I read somewhere that Andrade was pushing for WWE to hire Roosh because he wants to have a stable with him, Humberto, and Angel Garza, which I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm, I'm all for that stable. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I still got that stable fantasy. Los Ingobernables? Yeah. I mean, Angel Garza wasn't in Los Ingobernables, but, uh, you know, I'm sure they could induct a new member. No problem, um, even though yeah, I think CMLL owns that, so it'd be a little tricky. But you know, the WWE could buy it if they wanted to, it'd be like, or they because it'd be like their version of the club, you know. Uh, yeah, I was say it's too hard to pronounce though, it, it wouldn't fly with WWE. I'm sure you could learn to pronounce it, it's like it's harder to pronounce than a fucking Dijak's last name. Ooh, that's pretty hard. <laughs> So that, that, that's why we just gave up on calling him that. I just call him Dijak. I don't care. Yeah, you know who okay. I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, as far as Umberto, like I don't again. I don't really see anything there. Uh, I see a lot with Andrade. I see a lot with yeah. Roosh. I don't see anything with Umberto. I don't care. Um, and just whatever. And I don't see what the point of Zelina going with him would be. Like that's not a babyface gimmick. So either he's going to turn heel, which doesn't make sense, or Andrade is going to turn babyface, which doesn't make sense. It's like uh, I wouldn't see the point. I think I think Humberto should turn heel, but uh, that's just me. Why? Uh, I don't think he's going to get any more over than he is doing what he's doing now. As a face, really? You know, I thought. You know, I will say about that match. I didn't think he came out to any sort of reaction, but by the end of the match, I thought the people were into it, which is yeah. sort of a testament to Andrade more so than Umberto. I don't really think Umberto did anything different than what he always does. Um, but most of the yeah, people I, just, especially in like, where were they? Like uh, some, some, some uh, Southern state, right? Was it Alabama or something, Birmingham, something like know. that. Yeah. They don't, you know, they're not. They don't. They're not. Uh, they're not big fans of Mexican people down there. But you know, they they got it. They got into it by the end of it. So I thought, you know, hey, good job, guys. You you won them over. Mm. Yeah, Andrade is good, man. He's he's exceptionally good. Right. So I would rather him go on a roll and just leave this Umberto thing behind. But I can see them wanting to use him to kind of like 
give Umberto some seasoning. Uh, I just, it's just one of those situations. It's like they bring these guys up. They try, they try to push them too much too fast. It should be a slow, you know, the kind of, the kind of thing. I already, I already said this, how to, how to, how to get a guy like that over, but it's already, they've already done too much. So now, well, anyway, uh, so that was raw. Um, any other thoughts on raw? Uh, I was surprised to see Viking Raiders get a clean victory over uh, Street Profits. That was that was uh, interesting. And then it was kind of weird to see Street Profits come back again later in the same show, and they had their little segment where they're going over mm-hmm. TLC. So that, mm-hmm. that was, that was kind of weird to me. Um, but that's it. I don't know. Uh, I, I liked Raw. I thought it was a good show. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Um, that might be it, really. How'd you uh, feel? Like a, how'd you feel about the Street Profits little weekend update thing? I thought it was all right. I mean, if anyone's gonna do it, it could, it could be them. I mean, they have you know a lot of personality, obviously. That fake crowd noise was the shits. Like the laughter, the laugh track, the stuff they were doing. It made all the jokes seem even dumber, and it wasn't like, like it it didn't sync up to what they were doing. So I would have left that out, but because it's weird, it's like. You're 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 doing this thing. It looks like the weekend update from Saturday Night Live, right? And you know, uh, for the people listening who didn't watch it, which is probably most of them. Uh, so so they're doing like a week. Uh, the Street Profits are doing like a weekend update, and they've got like canned uh, laugh track laughter for all their jokes. And so you're just sitting there thinking, like, well, this is just some some like vignette that they're doing. Uh, but then they show. Uh, uh, a shot from the arena of the crowd watching on the Tron. So you have like a real crowd reacting while you have a fake crowd on the video. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's very bizarre. So, it's bizarre. but that's, that's typical WWE. Like they don't know what they're doing. Well, speaking of which, so, so with TLC Sunday, uh, and we don't really have much of a card. I was reading that uh, something about WWE's new formula is, to to announce matches last minute, uh, which because something about network subscriptions, I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah, strange. So we don't really know a lot about this Sunday's pay per view. I mean, there's a few matches announced, but that's it. You know, this uh, kind of makes, in retrospect, what they did with Hell in the Cell make more sense because they did the same thing. They barely announced any matches, and oh, that's right. They just expected you to watch it. Some yeah, I saw what you saw. They said that since the network subscriptions happen mostly on like the the day before or the day of, they don't need to announce a bunch of matches ahead of time. But that doesn't make sense to me because just because you announce the matches ahead of time doesn't mean that people aren't going to sign up. You know, like what difference does it make? But what do I know? I'm not a I'm not in their company's analytics, so. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume we're gonna have AJ versus Randy Orton, maybe Humberto versus uh, uh, Andrade, hopefully. But uh, I don't know what else. Oh, Viking Raiders. Oh, yeah. so Viking Raiders have an open challenge. Uh, so that should be interesting, I guess. I don't know. Oh well, don't forget about the most important match of all, which is Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black. Oh. I mean, everybody's. Uh, <laughs> that's I'm what everybody's gonna to- sign up for. I'm looking forward to that. Trust me. Hopefully we can have Leo Rush and Garza. Uh. 
Oh yeah, Leo Rush and Garza, that'd be a good one. So there, there's lots of good matches that they could have. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, I'm just not really that excited for the show itself. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not excited. Right, I'm never excited. That's the best way to go into it. Not excited. That way they can at least have the chance to uh, win you over. Um, but enough talk about that. So normally this would be the part of the show where we talk about NWA power, but they didn't have an episode this week. So for whatever reason, they chose to do the go home episode last week, which we already talked about. So instead we're going to talk about new Japan. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, sorry, real quick. Uh, uh that actually, that, that reminds me, uh, so when's this NWA pay-per-view? Saturday. This Saturday? Mm-hmm. The right, 14th, right? Okay, I'm putting that on my calendar. Uh, I might check it out. What do you say? It's 20 bucks or whatever? It was 20 bucks for the pre-order price. I don't know what it costs now. Hmm. All right. Is it, is, it, is it in the same studio? The same arena? I don't think so. That'd be okay. horrible. You get a pay-per-view, it's just like the same yeah, it seems weird. studio. No, I think they I think they got a regular arena. It'll be like a regular show. Okay. Now, what about uh, Nick Aldis? Do you know who he's defending his title against? I believe it's a two out of three falls against James Storm. Oh, really? Uh, all right. With Let's a see. possible uh, Camille appearance. You know, he did give her the night off, but uh, you just oh, never right. know what's going to happen. Um. So, yeah. Um, yeah, look into that. And so, as I was saying, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the only company that really matters. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the World Tag League Finals was this past weekend. Um, and David Finley and Juice Robinson win World Tag League. Uh, uh, just, yeah, right. So, um, you know, it was either going to be them or Evil and Sonata. I, I guess you would have took Evil and Sonata in that scenario. I don't know. Well, when I say, just to clarify, when I say, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm referencing uh, David Finley. Sure. <laughs> um, so that means that they're going to challenge, uh, they they challenge G.O.D. for the uh, Tag Team Championships, which will happen at Wrestle Kingdom. It's already been is, that a, is that Tama Tonga and his partner? Yes, Tonga Loa. Okay. okay yeah. With, with uh, Master Heater, Jado. Um. So there were some other things that happened on this show. For example, um, there was another video message for Tanahashi from Chris Jericho, basically threatening that he's going to end Tanahashi's career. Um, Tanahashi didn't seem too concerned about it, though. Uh, And then um, John Moxley showed up and attacked Lance Archer. Uh, So, yeah. Um, all these matches have been signed for um, Wrestle Kingdom. And Wrestle Kingdom, the entire card was released. Did you happen to see this? I did not, know. So they have the full card for both days, and it's uh, quite stacked. Let me Wait, tell both you. both days. It's a two-day uh, show? It's a two-day show. That's right. Oh, you didn't hear about that until now? It sounds familiar. Maybe I heard it, and it just didn't register. Yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead and get with it, all right? You're the news guy. Um, So two days. This is a two-day event. Uh, It's not going to be... I don't think it's going to be a two-day event every year. It's just something they're trying out, um, seeing how it goes. So, you know, um, yeah. I don't have the entire card in front of me right now. But 
there's a lot of uh, obviously um the first some of the stuff is contingent on you know some of the stuff on night two is contingent on what happens um night one so for example we know that Kazuchika Okada is going to defend the championship against Kota Ibushi on night one. Um, and because they've been, uh, you know, talking about these, these different guys having a, uh, double title match. Um, it's, uh, yeah. Like, so, so, you know, Tetsuya Naito wants, uh, to be a double champion. He wants to have the intercontinental championship and, um, the, uh, the, uh, world heavyweight championship. And so does, um, Jay white. So now Jay white's the intercontinental champion. And on the first night, um, he's going to challenge, you know, Tetsuya Naito is going to challenge Jay white for the intercontinental championship. Now the winner of that match goes on to face the winner of, you know, Okada and Ibushi on night two uh, for the, like the unification match, right? Oh, they're, they're going to unify it. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're somebody, so, well, not, not a unification, but a double champion. They're, they're going to have, you know, whoever, winner take all basically. Um, oh, wow. So the, uh, so here's the, the, the card for, the card for night one, um, you know, obviously besides the heavyweight championship already and the Intercontinental Championship that I already said, it was also going to have Will Ospreay, against uh Hiromu Takahashi, you know, coming back from his, you know, career threatening neck injury. That's gonna okay. be for the junior heavyweight championship. You're gonna have Lance Archer versus John Moxley in a Texas death match. Um, that should be stiff. Yeah. Uh you're gonna have the tag team championship, G O D versus Finn Juice. Um and then some other matches like uh you know just the usual multi man tag team matches. Uh Juice wait, wait. and Ly- Go ahead. Do you say they're? Do you say they're called Finn Juice? Well, they call themselves Finn Juice. I don't know if that's. Dude. They don't get officially announced as that. From dude, the, uh, they, sh- they should be called Finn and Juice. Get it? Like Finn gin and juice? juice? Yes, yes, I, I get it. You don't have to. You don't have to ask me if I get it. <laughs> um, so check this out. So one of the matches on night one, since this is Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement tour, and after night two, he's going to retire. Um, but on night one, it's going to be him, uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, WWE Hall of Famer Tatsumi Fujinami, the great, the great Sasuke and Tiger Mask, uh, versus Naoki Sano, Shinjiro Otani, Tatsuhito Takaiwa, and Ryusuke Taguchi. Now, I don't know how Taguchi got involved in all this, but um, okay, first of all, you sound like Dave Nelson right now. Okay. <laughs> and second of all, I'm just kidding. That was it. All right, all right. Yeah, shut your mouth. Uh, so the night two is going to have the uh, you know whoever won the heavyweight championship and intercontinental championship match. They'll face off in the main event. We also got Hiroshi Tanashi versus Chris Jericho, and then whoever lost those other matches. So the loser of Okada versus Ibushi versus the loser of White and Naito. Okay. Um, then we got a open weight championship match uh, for which is Kenta, who's the champion against Hiroki Goto. Um, and we got, uh, oh, so we got the United States championship match. Whoever wins between Archer and Moxley has to defend against Juice Robinson. Um, the British heavyweight championship 
Zack Sabre Jr. is going to defend against Sonata. And the uh, the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo against Rapongi 3K. And uh, the... Uh, and for Jushin Thunder Liger's last match, it's going to be him and his tag team partner Naoki Sano versus Hiromu <laughs> Takahashi and Ryu Lee, which is Dragon Lee. Um, so hey, Rapongi R- 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 3K, that's a uh, is that is Trent in it? No, damn it, no. You're thinking of Rapongi Vice, which was Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Uh, no, Rapongi 3K is show and yo. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, those are, uh, those are quite a couple of cards there. Very interesting. Um, so please look forward to that. That's going to be on January 4th and 5th. So, very exciting. Yeah. I'll be checking it out. Two shows is, is a little, uh, little too much for me but i'll nonetheless i'll, I'll hang in there well, shut the fuck up two shows is too much for you really <laughs> how many times have you watched the wolf of wall street okay you've seen it enough you don't need to watch it any more times it's three fucking hours just watch some damn new japan i'm tired of this shit i have a short attention span man. yeah well get over it oh i noticed uh so so you know this this is the guy who said that he doesn't watch any movie uh that was made before 1997, but I noticed uh, you sent me the message as you were watching a movie that was from like 1947. What brought oh, that God. up? What brought that uh, up? A friend of mine came over and she insisted we watch It's a Wonderful Life because I've never seen it. I knew it. And I was like, oh, I man. It. I knew it was somebody else and I knew it was a woman. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh, my friend Jamie will appreciate this. So I had to, I had to take a picture of it. Yeah. How was it? That was all right. You know, I wasn't completely bored. Yeah. And and we have the option of watching it in black and white or color, and I, and I chose black and white. It trust me, it looks better like that. When they try to colorize that old shit, it just looks weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it's uh, it's the holiday spirit, and uh, we're into uh, giving, and we like uh, we like to receive as well. So if you have anything you'd like to uh, give us on social media, uh, you can find us at um, I'm at Opinion Haver on everything. Um, if you want to uh, tell me how my critiques are meaningless and I don't know shit and how Raw was great and SmackDown's even better, you know, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on anywhere at Opinion Haver everywhere. You just Google me and I will appear. Sergio, you can be found at yeah at uh, Instagram. You can follow me at uh, uh, Sergezilla. Twitter, you can find me at Mister Sergezilla. All right, simple enough, easy to remember. So um, that will be it. Um, we'll be talking about TLC when we get back next week. Um, hopefully, it doesn't totally suck. And we have been two in, and we are now out.